Sky Brooks, your host today. And yes, this is my journey or story. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Whatever you'd like to call it, you can start your own journey or story at any time. But this is a beginning, a beginning that started quite some time ago. One that has taken me down different paths, finding answers to long-time questions, and it truly still is going on. However, at the time, information just wasn't available. The science regarding this journey was quite in its infancy, as compared to today. You just couldn't hook into a search engine. Because there wasn't any internet. The library was it. You knew where every section of a library and every book was located in that section. Evidence has progressed geometrically in time and has provided answers that were just previously unavailable. Now, this journey is a discovery, a discovery of information and evidence. Seeing what everyone else saw, but there were those that were thinking what no one else had thought, and others just surrendered without question to unsubstantiated ideas. If you keep questioning and searching, you will find those answers one way or another. challenges and the typical conventions or standards of the day. This journey is not based on a religion or any type of an agenda which one might think or which that has been defined by those not looking at the evidence objectively. As it is today, individuals are locked, not willing to hear new ideas or even look at evidence, but still only based on those theories upon antiquated techniques of only and by observation of 150 years ago. My credentials are really of unimportance at this stage. However, recognize that this is a process. Not to be consumed all in one day because it's just too much information. But this evidence dates back with just a few questions being asked. Remember, this is a process just asking those questions and not taking it at face value. Taking on a challenge, a challenge that started this process. At the time, taking a class in comparative anatomy, drawing conclusions that there was something more here than what meets the eye. Here was the challenge. It was a good friend of mine that we were both quite involved in the science department at a small Midwestern university. This was his challenge to me. Quote, hey Sky, I can prove to you how the process by which this animal or man developed over time, unquote. Knowing my differences and I recognizing something a bit different here. So the questions I had in my mind required me to take that challenge. Big mistake. So myself and my good friend presented the argument or case to the department head. just smiled. He knew us both because we like lived in the lab. We had available to us an access to an observatory. Looked just like Mount Wilson Observatory in California. But that also added to the complexity of the challenge. It was pretty cool looking through that at night out into the night skies. Anyway, 
he knew the argument and what we were working on and advised that would not be advisable at this time. For me, that was a really good thing. There was really no scientific evidence or much of any supporting documentation to support my argument. My good friend had the ongoing unsubstantiated theory that had been presented as fact, unquestionable and undeniably accepted. If you didn't accept it, it would have been quite difficult and nearly impossible for you to complete your pursuits. Now, that's kind of the beginning of this journey or process, if you like. Observation of discover and not really understanding yet what it all meant. I'll be moving on more into the process of ID discovery and understanding. Sky here, I will be going over the starting information that was available. There on the shelf sat proudly in the department a book entitled Origin of Species by Charles Darwin, copyrighted date 1859. This was at the time the research that had changed the world by a three month observation on bird beaks. I could have never got away with that, could have you today? I don't think anyone could have. In his theories, they revolutionized the way we think and process information. And I'll tell you, it sacrificed me along the way and still is. And we are still, over 150 years later, still relying upon those theories. Quite incredible. Are you with me on this? Process of discovery or observation. Standing begin to solidify. <sighs> hey, don't go to sleep now. You may have a grade depending upon what you hear here. This actually starts for me a discovery which was quite surprising. And all I had to do was look and do a little research. The first evidence of intelligent design, not really knowing what it was or really what it was saying. Because I too was so influenced and trained by these theories that existed for over 150 years. Are you still with me? Stop and think just for a minute. Are you kidding me? You don't think that since 1859 that there hasn't been new discoveries? Come on. Give me a break here. That aren't thinking what no one else has thought and has come up with new evidence. It actually puts to rest old ideas and clearly challenges concepts of the past. Well, before we get too much in that details of that sort, which we mention in later episodes, and we'll review some interesting topics at this time, I place where I started by quite accident, which was a book I discovered called The Privileged Planet, which I will be reviewing and letting you know how it changed my thought. See, you can't force anyone to accept new ideas or even your concepts only if they believe they found it themselves. Now, The Privileged Planet by Gilmero Gonzalez and Jay Richards is a kind of about our place, that's us, in the cosmos, in the universe, and that it was designed for observation and discovery. Now, not only is this book available, but there is a DVD by Illustra Media about an hour long, which is narrated perfectly, which the authors claim scientific evidence for intelligent design. You net geeks can search for it, and there are clips, videos, or even entire presentations to watch. These guys are experts in their fields. Gonzalez and Richards have a list of credentials, I'm not going to list them all, and both have been heavily criticized for their ideas. This review sets the stage for my discovery and perspective. As for me, 
not only continues the debate, but with the new technologies like example from the Hubble telescope and many other remarkable scientific advances in microbiology, astrobiology, and many other disciplines. This provides for an excellent read in material and questions the contemporaries and theories. The book is a good, easy read to understand. Puts things in perspective, as it did me. I hope you will realize that everything that you are being told is exactly the truth. Science is one discipline that requires not only objectivity, but you have to go where the evidence leads you. After having read The Privileged Planet many times and following the work of Gonzalez and Jay Richards, this led me to other areas that we will discuss in later episodes that will completely or maybe turn your way of thinking and even upside down or at least it will give you the information that you have been steered away from so that you can have different viewpoints and able to make judgments instead of basically basing them on one thing many have to discriminate against and especially those in the educational realm and science loss of jobs advances and many other things here are some topics that the Privileged Planet reviews or covers. For example, our local environment, the broader universe, implications thereof, mentions of SETI, which is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, much to do about Carl Sagan, you know, the Copernican principle, the galactic habitable zone, the universe that is fine-tuned for life. Oh, these are brilliant. Are you getting this yet? I certainly hope so. Here is a clip. A sample clip from Gonzalez and Richards from the DVD presented by Lystra Media. I'm an astrobiologist and the area that I've done the most work in lately is the field of extrasolar planets. What motivates me is just to examine the conditions necessary for life and look elsewhere in the universe and see if those conditions are met anywhere else. And the answer could be yes and the answer could be no and either answer is interesting. Uh, people will object that we have what's called the sample size of one. In other words, usually when you're developing an argument, you want to be able to compare uh, the thing you know with some other things that you know about. Uh, in our case, of course, there, so far as we know, there's one habitable planet in the universe, at least only one that we know about. Cheers, Sky. Sorry. But I have to interject at this point. I've been listening to your presentation. The first thing, it is a good start, and they are not that easy to do. By the way, I suppose I will have to introduce myself to your audience. My name is Jenny, and I will be popping in and out, at times to add my comments on future casts. Anyway, I may even bring a friend along, Cass will bring up Mia, at some point, if you don't mind. As I was mentioning, I'm from Kearsley, England, just outside of Winchester. That is where I first came in contact with Sky. Believe me, he is no Wally. I hope you that are listening and will take a gander on what Sky is saying because he is spot on. I, as I am sure, as you are, waiting for the next episode. Cheers. Are you? You don't put any stock in this mumbo-jumbo, do you? Actually, I do. 